Hey, 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 welcome to the Sports Reverence Podcast. My name is Dan. And my name's Drew. We're no experts, but we are the Sports Reverence. Welcome to the Sports Reverence Podcast. We got lots on the docket today, folks. The Sports Reverence Podcast is all about learning life lessons through sports and debate to be successful. And what we got on the docket is we're going to be jumping from the Blue Jays. We got some NBA talk. You know, there's trouble in Houston. And uh, we'll be checking out week 10 of the NFL. We got some Super Bowl sleepers for you and uh but before we go anywhere else let's get into some quick hitter news giannis antetokounmpo is eligible for a supermax contract contract worth up to 244 million over five years freeman and jose abreu have been named the mlb's mvps in the nl and al russell westbrook reportedly wants out of houston after only one season the weekend has been uh, has been announced as a Super Bowl halftime performer. And Tiger Woods, a Tiger Woods documentary has been announced, set to be released January of 2021. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Have you ever thought about how well your investments are performing? Have you wanted to understand how the stock market works and how you can look after your financial future, but have been unsure of where or even how to get started? Train to Invest is North America's leading investment education and training corporation with the sole purpose of providing a new way of thinking about wealth management through teaching, training, and coaching individuals in both the art and science of self-directed investing. Train to Invest offers a complete education and training experience to empower families to begin their journey of planning for future generations through investment education. To find out more, look at www.traintoinvest.com and download our free ebook. Again, www.train2invest.com to find our, more information about our program and download our free ebook. All right, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. Today we got myself and Drew. What's up, Drew? How are you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Um, we just entered another phase of lockdowns here in Manitoba, but, you know, get to spend some more time at home. Yes, I doing? understand that feeling. Same thing here in Toronto. We've Well, we've just been in that phase for a long time, it feels like. So uh, lots of home time and it's been a good time to train this little puppy that I had. So it's been, it's been a change, a change of pace for me. But let's get into some Blue Jays talk, Drew. There's been some, some, yeah. uh, some rumors and news happening around the MLB. Take it, take it away. Well, the Blue Jays have lots of cap room, and, or there's no cap in baseball, but lots of uh, salary money to work with, and they're talking about making some big deals. Uh, which would be awesome. Uh, the name Francisco Lindor has been floated around, uh, which would be a huge, huge get for the Blue Jays. And I and I hear from what I hear that they could pull off this trade without uh, digging too far into their uh, young studs that they have on the team. the the one The one starter name that I've heard is uh, Lourdes Gurriel, that they 
they'd include in the package. Um, but uh, he's 20, he's turning 27. So get rid of him before we have to pay him the big bucks and bring in an MVP candidate in his prime uh, leadoff hitter can do it all play shortstop. He's one of the best defenders in the game and uh switch hitter another. And then another name is just free agents is Trevor Bauer Come and on. George Springer. Yes. Um, so if we could pull off, even Bauer and Springer just doing those two free agent oh, moves man. Uh, would be huge. Uh, having Ryu and Bauer, you need at least two studs at the top of your rotation. I think the when we watch the playoffs, it proved that. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about the Blue Jays making some moves. How about you? Yeah, definitely, definitely excited. I'll ask you a question. Um, before this season started, uh, we kind of talked about projections of the Blue Jays, and you kind of said they were four or five years away from being real contenders. Uh, do you project them to be a little bit closer than what you estimated? Yeah, I think they're a whole lot closer than I estimated. But obviously, uh, you can always speed up the process by doing trades and uh, and free agent signings. I, exactly. I, was, I was thinking with the players that they had now, like at the beginning of the last season with how young they were, I was thinking three, four, five years. But um, now with the development – uh, of some of these players, the pitching that looks like Nate Pearson looks really good. Yeah. Uh, some of these pictures coming up. Uh, Ran- Randall Grichuk finally started to play baseball last year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think they could really speed up that process. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's excited. It's exciting to be a Jays fan again. So, that's um, good. It's good. Well, uh, let's jump into the NBA. Uh, like we said in our quick headers, Russell Westbrook has uh, requested, I don't know if he's requested or demanded a trade. Uh, He wants out of Houston. Um, The other rumors around swirling around Houston is that James Harden wants out of Houston. Um, PJ Tucker is irate with his contract. Eric Gordon is upset with his role. Austin Rivers is upset with his role. Basically, there are some major problems in Houston. Yeah. Basically, they've lost their coach as well. They got a new guy. They got they lost their GM, who's now in Philadelphia. They're gonna have to implode this team. My my guess is that both Westbrook and Harden will not play for the Rockets this year. That's how that's how um, that's how many analysts have given their um, um, their insider information uh, about these two guys. So. For the Rockets, what would you do if you're the Rockets? Do you try to keep keep one of them? Do you blow it up? Um, what do you do from your perspective as the Rockets? Because you got some assets here and some talent. Uh, if I was the Rockets GM, I'd try and keep James Harden. I, but I think uh, I don't know. Like in my in my estimation, he's the more valuable guy out of the two. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent for sure so he might be the easier to he he might be the easier one to move i know he's got the bigger contract they're both two-year deals but um yeah i'd i'd want to keep harden but i'm not sure what you could get for westbrook like he's a talented guy we all know that but 
is he a winner? Like, I think exactly. he's proven over his career that he's more about himself than getting the team wins. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just not sure what, what they should do. If they can get rid of both, I, like, I'm just not sure with the salary cap situation in the NBA how you're able to move both these guys. You can't do them both in one deal. No. They have to be two separate deals. Uh, and I'm not sure what teams are wanting to take on this kind of salary uh, with the new salary cap rules coming out. Yeah, and I think the idea would be is that Houston would have to eat some of that salary, which wouldn't go get, which wouldn't go against their own cap, but would still a lot of the salary. Yeah, exactly, and that's going to be hard to do. And 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 throughout the history of the NBA, it's a team that gets the best player in the trade wins the deal. There hasn't been one that 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 hasn't been that way. Right. And um, so to trade, like, even though you're trading. It's really tough, man. It's really tough. If you trade Westbrook, like you said, you're not going to get much value back. If you, if you trade Harden, you're not going to get the same value back as what Harden's worth. I don't think there's, there's that out there. But, right. but they just have to make the decision to either decide to blow it up or if they can convince Harden to stay and put the pieces around him. Um, if well, they can trade, the whole thing is – Yeah, go ahead. The, the whole thing is, is these two guys were signed – at a time when the NBA was on the incline, right? For salaries going up and everything like that. It's yep. a terrible time to be trading these, these contracts when you have no idea uh, what the financial situation of the NBA is going to be. Exactly, exactly. I think Daryl Morey, who now is the, the GM of, of Philadelphia, is pulling the biggest heist of all time. Um, and he's going to p- somehow pull... James Harden over to Philadelphia, which would be scary. The other talk about James Harden is uh, joining the Brooklyn Nets. Um, they'll make a package of Dinwiddie. Um, uh, what's the other good guard there? Um, Dinwiddie and uh, oh my goodness, Karis Levert. Sorry. Oh my goodness. Uh, I love Levert. Karis Levert. I don't know why I couldn't think of him. He played really well in the bubble. Uh, Dinwiddie, Karis Levert in the first uh, and that's clearly not a great value back for Harden, but it's, it's something. Um, ben Simmons and maybe a pick for Harden as well as the other talked about opportunity. For Westbrook, I don't know what you get back for Westbrook. Like, will you get, do you get enough pieces to build around Harden? I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is that Houston, Houston's, Houston, we have a problem, man. So they got to blow it up. They, they've been in trouble ever since they got rid of Capella, I feel like. Yeah. I, like, like Clint Capella is a good player, and, mm-hmm. and and there's not many centers like athletic centers like that who can do what he does and stop I, at I the rim, thought, get you get you your dunks and I rebound. thought they got fleeced on that deal. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. I I actually like what Atlanta's building. Yeah, yeah Atlanta's the pieces be good that they for have. the future for sure. Yeah. They got the yeah. three and D guys. They're athletic and long. I and, like John uh, Collins. John yeah. Collins is a good player. Exactly. And DeAndre Hunter and Cam, Cam Reddish, they're good good side pieces there too. So, yeah, Atlanta's pretty good. Okay, that's good for NBA talk. We'll see what Houston does. We'll keep everyone up to date. Uh, before we go anywhere else, when we hit, we're going to hit the NFL, but let's hear another word from our sponsors. Samara and Jane is an Australian-based accessories retailer with all of the latest fashion trends from around the world. 
Ladies, update your style game with gorgeous earrings, necklaces, and other jewelry for affordable prices. And guys, you can shop for that special lady in your life too. Use discount code SPORTSREV30 for 30% off your entire order. That's SPORTSREV30 for 30% off your entire order. Use discount code at checkout at SamaraAndJane.com. All right, welcome back to the Sports Reverence Podcast. We're into the NFL, and a question that's been going around this last week and a half has been about Lamar Jackson. Is he a star QB? Would you take uh, Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray right now? Um, It was a quote from uh, uh, Lewis Riddick from Get Up. He said, right now, if Kyler Murray would be playing for the Baltimore Ravens, they'd have a way better chance at a championship than with Lamar Jackson. And I thought that's, wow, that's a big statement. And he's not necessarily wrong, but I'll let you start, Drew. Yeah, it, it's always um, interesting. And, and just as throwing it out there, Lamar Jackson is the Madden cover athlete this year. And there <laughs> seems to be always this Madden curse that goes along with it. Yeah. Uh, so who knows if that's coming into play. But I think we all saw this coming. Uh, with the style of play that Lamar Jackson has. Uh, We always seem to have these quarterbacks that come out and play this style for a year or two, and it catches everyone off guard, and they they seem to be super good. We saw this, uh, I I think it was Nick Foles' first first, uh, year in in Philly. Uh, He came out and was a star. But once defenses can adjust to what you're going to do, then they're shut down. We saw it with Michael Vick. Even though Michael Vick, was good for a while and then and then uh he developed was good pretty decent back out. he yeah he developed but lamar jackson the the un the unfair uh comparison here is the weapons right uh we're we're talking about deandre hopkins versus who's their best receiver over there marquise brown yeah like like that's that's what we're talking about right like if you if you gave if you gave lamar deandre hopkins would he look a lot better yeah like, like uh, who knows, right? But Kyler, at this point, I would probably say Kyler just based on throwing ability. Uh, he throws a pure football. He throws an accurate football. Um, he seems to be more comfortable in the pocket than Lamar. And I think that's where this the NFL is heading right now, is, is having your uh, pocket quarterback. Like, look at the top quarterbacks in the history of the league, right? They're, they're yeah. guys that stand in there. Uh, they deliver to to different weapons and throw the ball accurately. Uh, I'd rather have a guy that can throw the ball accurately that can than can throw it through a brick wall. Like that's just my opinion. So that's why right. I'd take Kyler at this point. Yeah, I, I think I I think I agree with you. Um, Hopkins makes everyone look a lot better, but you see Kyler Murray elevate other players too, like Christian Kirk. And there was a guy that was when Christian Kirk was hurt, Isabella. Um, yeah, exactly. He, he's he's elevated. Um, it does help having Larry Fitzgerald there as well. Uh, I won't lie. Yeah. Um, but still, their their run game is not like it's ex- like amazing in in Arizona, right? So. And their offense uh, is terrible. Exactly. So I think I think I'll lean towards you. Kyler Murray is yeah. on a better projection than Lamar Jackson, and that's a scary thing to say because Kyler. Fun fact for you, actually, fantasy wise. Kyler Murray um, 
through the first eight games of the season with, uh, with touchdowns being four points, has the most fantasy points ever in the history of the NFL as a quarterback, which is insane. So it kind of shows how great he's playing yeah. right now. Yeah, I think he's got the highest floor of any uh, quarterback in fantasy football right now, just based on what he does uh, with his legs. And you can pencil in DeAndre Hopkins for 10 catches and 100 yards every week. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. That's just what he's getting you. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And, and I like what you said, though, like being able to stand in the pocket, have pocket presence, and, and dominate from there is, is still so key for the NFL quarterbacks. Being able to run is just an addition, right? It's a, it's a nice add-on, um, and it helps you. And if they can move within the pocket and avoid tackles like, like Kyler Murray does or Deshaun Watson does, yeah. that's like uh, just elevates them to a, a whole other level for me. But I'm definitely with you. Let's go, let's go with Kyler. Yeah, you need to be a quarterback that can run, not a running quarterback. Exactly. Like I feel like that's the distinction, right? When you look at yeah. when you look at the best quarterbacks, right? Like Russell Wilson is a quarterback who can move. Exactly. Like, he scored his first touchdown last week as a scramble. Yeah, like you never think of him as a scrambling quarterback, right? But he's he's agile. Same thing with Mahomes, right? Big Mahomes time. can run. But yeah. but you think of him as a quarterback first. Lamar Jackson, you think almost as he's a runner. He's a yeah. runner first. That's that's most effective when he runs, which is yeah. which hasn't been a tale of success. All right, so we things got a little heated last week talking about young quarterbacks in the Brady Belichick saga. Um, things may have taken a turn towards Drew's standpoint. Drew's standpoint is. Belichick is winning this race and he will ultimately win this race. I'm on, I don't know why I'm on, but I am on it. Tom Brady's side. And I think Tom Brady is great. And, and he has proven that until this last week, until this uh, horrendous abysmal showing against the New Orleans saints. And I'll let you start drew. I'll, I'll, I'll let you wag your tail, tail a little. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be the clash of these two old veteran quarterbacks. They're both going after the most touchdown. They're going back and forth. Who has the most touchdowns? And I think Drew Brees just came out and out- outclassed him. Big like, time. seriously. Like, uh, and considering it was uh, Drew Brees' first week back with Michael Thomas, right. um, that was something to, to watch for. But you can't, like, Tom Brady still has more weapons uh, than Drew Brees does, and he couldn't get anything going. And he looked like an old man last week. Yeah. Um, Now, on the other side of the thing, when we're talking about Belichick, um, they almost lost to the Jets. But (laughs) That's uh, true. (laughs) Almost losing isn't losing, though. They they found a way to come back. Uh, Cam Newton somehow got out of a couple sacks there. He looked like some plays he sort of saw like, oh, that's the MVP of, a, of five years ago, Superman. right? Like you sort of saw you sort of saw glimpses of it. Um, and without preseason games, uh, I think I think McDaniel's is still trying to mold 
Cam into what he needs to be. And Cam right. was signed late in the offseason as true, well. True, true. So, uh, and this Patriots offense, everyone knows that it's a complex offense. It's hard to learn. But I think Cam, uh, we saw glimpses that, yes, I still believe that Belichick is going to come out on top. Maybe, like, obviously, I don't think Patriots are contenders this year. Uh, but I think considering the weapons, considering – uh, what Belichick had to deal with, uh, like lack of weapons and and people sitting out this year. I right. think when you look back at this year, I think people say Belichick did more with what he had than Brady did with what he had. Yeah, and there's literally no excuses for the Bucks because Godwin was back. They added Antonio Brown. Their running backs were healthy and yeah. they couldn't move the ball. They just put up three points, like three points, really? With all that, that's ridiculous. And the, the one excuse that people will have been saying is that, well, you know, they haven't all had time to gel together. It's like, okay, come on. Three points with all those weapons. Stop this. Um, yeah. I'm still saying that Brady, for the short term, I agree, will come out on top. Um, I think Be- if Bel- – because the one thing is that Belichick has uh, – he has to have – he has control of, of who he brings in. So um, if he doesn't land another, a few other key, key pillars for that team, you know, that's going to just fall for him. Um, but that's something he has to do. We'll see if he can do it. Um, let's go into some of our week 10 matchups. Uh, uh, speaking of, of last week, having, we we're so excited for some of these major match matchups and pretty yeah. much every game was kind of boring, to be honest. Uh, it was it was a boring week of football and uh so week 10 what's looking good for week 10 uh not much is looking good which maybe that means that we'll get some good exciting games this week but uh at first glance there's you know no in the early window especially like it's looking pretty one-sided like yeah like LA Chargers and the Miami Dolphins, that's a good game just based on rookie quarterbacks. Um, it'd be interesting to see if the Dolphins can pull another win out of their hats. Like the Dolphins are five and three right now. Did you realize Dolphins that? They're solid, man. Yeah. And they got, you know, I think a pretty soft schedule going down, going down the road here. The next um, four games for sure, they're soft. Yeah. I think the last uh, four finished the, a little bit tougher, but still. We'll, we'll get to the yeah. Dolphins later on. We'll get to the Dolphins later on. But this week, yeah, that's fun. Tua, yeah. Herbert. Yeah. And then um, Bills and Cardinals as well. Uh, that'll be a good game. I think there'll be a lot of points scored in that game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Josh Allen, I have to say, Josh Allen. Yeah. Proved himself <laughs> last week. I have been dumping on Josh Allen. As much as I've been dumping on Drew Locke, and I need to apologize about that because Josh Allen came out and put the Seattle Seahawks to sleep, and that's not yeah. easy to do. He outplayed Russell Wilson, which is not easy to do. Not every quarterback can say that. So, Bills, the Bills are for real. Their defense is, is nasty. Well, actually, their defense is not very good. Uh, neither is the Seahawks. Um, but, but Josh Allen's nasty. He's, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. yeah. Well, I knew coming into this year, you add Stefan Diggs 
to yeah. that offense. Like Josh Allen just keeps getting better and better and better. And you give him a weapon like Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Who's been who's a leading great receiver. Yeah. Right. He's leading in yards, right? Yeah. Well, he was a great receiver with a when he played in Minnesota with another great receiver. Yeah. So you put him on a team where he's the number one clear cut Devontae Adams type situation, right? Right. Like everyone else is just guys around him. Yeah. Like Yeah. I like that's basically I like, what I like that's basically second, what kind of situation he's in. Yeah. I like that they have a second receiver that's that's uh yeah, John Brown's okay. Yeah, he's like a solid second to me. Um and Cole Beasley's good in the slot. Exactly. Like when you right? need, they they they, they yeah. have good it's a good fit around them. Uh, and I like their uh, I like Zach Moss as their up and coming rookie running back. I like him better than Singletary. Um, he's he's yeah. good in, he's good off the run and um, and uh, being able to catch it on on dumps there too. So they finally have Dawson Knox back. Their, oh yeah, their tight end. Yeah, for sure. So, he's solid. And that's 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 a that's a bigger part of the game that people don't realize that uh, the tight ends are becoming more important. And, yeah, big time. And teams having more than one is, as well. For sure. I guess one of the other games this week is happening right now. That's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, Tennessee and Indianapolis is actually a big game. Um, that's it's going on right now. It's in the third quarter and it's it's tight. Twenty seven. It's twenty to seventeen for the for the Colts right now. So uh, I, I'd add that into our week ten matchups to to be be in touch with. So. We were mentioning Miami. Um, I'll probably start there. Sure. But uh, uh, we're going to talk about some of these Super Bowl sleeper teams. And for me, I have Miami right there. Uh, Miami's defense is so aggressive. And so um, uh, they're very good. And with, with Tua getting better, um, with Tua growing and, and the weapons they have, hopefully Gaskin will be back in a couple weeks. Um, they will have a pretty good shot with that defense and a competent quarterback who knows how to handle pressure, at least at the college level. Um, he's going to keep getting better, and they might have enough weapons to, to make a shot at being a, su- a Super Bowl contender. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I've liked Miami since the beginning of the year. Um, personally, I like them better with Fitzgerald than Tua. Um, Fair enough. Some of the reports that I've heard is that Tua is just auditioning for a job here. Like they're they're actually not sold on Tua. That's not confirmed. That's just reports I've heard. Right. Um, and that they were actually worried about winning too many games with Fitzgerald. And that's why they went to Tua. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, not Fitzgerald. Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Um, for sure. Fitzpatrick was balling out. Yeah. And that's, that's actually a report that I heard, that they were worried about winning too many games because they still want to have a chance if they figure that two is not the guy right. uh, to pick someone else. But that's that could be thrown out the window now with them being five and three and their division sort of falling apart. Exactly, uh, exactly. So I think, like, the idea behind them starting Tua is that they know Fitzpatrick, what they're going to get from him. They know that he can take them so far to probably even make the playoffs and maybe even win a playoff game. But they're hoping that Tua can be the guy that elevates them even more, right? Give them a chance to, to go. Obviously, we haven't seen, like, we saw him, we saw his sturdiness this last game, um, but we haven't seen him 
elevate. But obviously, like this is gonna be like game number two, so three, two or three, whatever it is. Um, so give him time. We'll see. He's got time. The next four games is they, they got a weak schedule, so this could be really good for him. Well, and near the end of the game, he started to sort of – you saw some chemistry come between him and uh, Devontae Parker, which if he can get Parker going, um, I think he only threw to him twice the game before that. So right. if, if – I think uh, he ended up with six and uh, six catches for about 70 yards. So if he can do that, then uh, they're looking pretty good. For sure, for sure. And then, then we won't look as bad with our top five fantasy receivers – that we yeah, talked people about have last been, year. People have been dogging us for that. For and because sure. uh, Devontae Parker is a real deal. I love Devontae Parker. Um, yeah. Okay. What do you have any off the top of your or that you have uh, of Super Bowl sleepers? Um, well, I could say one that's playing right now, too, uh, in the Colts. Uh, their, their defense looks like it's the real deal. And if I'd love to see Philip Rivers get, get a Super Bowl. But the one I was thinking right off the top of my head was the Raiders. No I way. Think, I think people sleep on the Raiders. And, yeah, 100%. Uh, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I, I think I'm going to keep repeating myself every yes. week until people understand that Derek Carr is really good. We need and, to have a clip saying each week that you say that. Yeah. Uh, with his weapons that he has, Ruggs, Waller, they've got a solid offensive line. Josh Jacobs. He's picking it up now, Jacobs. Picking finally. it up. And their defense is Ooh. solid and oh, yeah. young. And uh, they're going to keep getting better. And people love playing for John Gruden. He's going to motivate that team. If they make the playoffs, I would not want to play the Raiders. 100%. I said no way when you said that because that is the other team I have written down as a sleeper to, like, to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Imagine trading away Khalil Mack. And your defense still being that good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unreal. Unreal. I'm, I'm on board with that for sure. You have anyone else for Super Bowl sleepers? I'm just trying to see in the NFC if there's anyone. Um, there's no one really that, like, maybe the Cardinals. Like, I'm not sure yeah. if they are a Super Bowl team yet. Uh, their defense is not very good. Yeah. But they score enough points that maybe that doesn't matter. Yeah. And in the, the NFC, uh, a dominant defense, really. Uh, I, I think Tampa Bay was considered to be the closest thing to a dominant defense. Right. And we saw what New Orleans Saints did to that with their leading receiver being Taysom Hill. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. So, um, so, yeah, Arizona has a chance, especially coming out of that division. No real defense uh, defense in there, especially with San Francisco being completely blown up. Um, so injury-prone. Uh, I don't think they can recover from the start they've had. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, – I think you're right. There's not too much else, I'd say, uh, of any other sleepers. Um, I If it was a couple weeks ago when uh, – I, I would have said the Chicago Bears – yeah. Um, but now they've kind of just their offense has totally stalled. And yeah, uh, well, they might get it going this week against Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota's been very bad on defense. Um, True. So if they Nick, Nick Foles has looked pretty good. He's solid. Um, he yeah, he, he's another guy where you know what you're gonna get. Uh, he's not gonna cause too many turnovers. He 
He's not going to go down the field all that much. But they need to get Allen Robinson going. Like he's Big been, time, man. he's he's been pretty. He's one of the best receivers in the game. Yeah. Um, top ten for sure. Uh, if they can get him going, um, they'll be in good shape. But yeah, their their defense. You still know what their defense is. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I yeah I was looking at the Bears. I don't like picking anyone else in the NFC North other than my Packers, but it's true. It's true. So. Those Packers look deadly. I will say that. Oh, I think this is it. I think, I think their path to come out of the NFC is looking really, really good. Like when you consider all the teams in the NFC. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. You got to make sure they get the buy. They got to get a buy. Yeah. And you know what? I think, I think, I think it's a good chance they'll do it. No one's yeah. getting an NFC East. Uh, NFC South is going to beat each other up, I think. Yeah. So I think I think them and the Seahawks will have the have the buys. Oh, I like that. I like right? that call. I think you're right on that as well. Um, before we get into any more fantasy foot or to any fantasy football talk, uh, we're gonna we got lots coming for fantasy football. We're gonna hear a word from our sponsors. With no sports to watch on TV, esports have been shooting off the charts. What are esports, you may ask? Well, basically, it's competitive video gaming. Esports are fun to watch, and my favorite gamer to watch is a guy named Vandalize. Vandalize plays a variety of consoles and games, including the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. What makes him so unique is that he plays these games with the controller upside down. It is a talent unlike any other. You can check his Twitch stream out and you can find the link in the Sports Reverence Instagram bio. Or you can search him up on Twitch, Vandalized, with two Zs or Zs. His control will be upside down. Welcome back. It's time for some fantasy football. Me and Drew, we love fantasy football. Yeah. And uh, thank you for sending in questions. I uh, will pick a couple from some of our followers that have uh, I've sent us uh, some questions from the, our into our Instagram DMs. Um, one of our followers has been loyal. He uh, sent a question. He's in an eight-team league. Um, he has two running backs as his main do, do uh, his main two backs: Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders. He doesn't know what to do. Should he trade? Should he hold? Should he pick him up from free agency? There's been injury woes. They've had some big. Uh, uh, some big weeks, but then lots of inconsistency. What should he do? I'll let, I'll let Drew go first. Well, my, my whole thing is in an eight-team league, you should be able to find uh, some, some good running backs, even on the waiver wire. Like, you should be able to find someone. Uh, Mixon hasn't played in a couple weeks. Uh, Sanders has been hurt on and off all year. Um, we play in an eight-team league, and I'm just seeing guys right now uh, like this is recency bias, but Naeem Hines uh, is, is still available. <laughs> 28 points today. Uh, but even if you want to look for flex players, like you can find players. I'm sure you can find traders, uh, uh, suitors for those traits. Um, now, I don't know if this is a, is a keeper league or do we know that? or It's not a keeper league. Not a keeper league. Yeah, so if you can even package both of those, get a number one running back and then sign someone off the waiver wire. Like, I, I think that's what I would do. 
I I don't like Mixon. I got auto drafted Joe Mixon, and I was so <laughs> upset this year in our auction league draft. Uh, I would have never bid on him, uh, never in a million years. Yeah, I think do? I think I'm I'm pretty much in line with you there, Drew. Um, if you are worried about the injuries. Um, you can't just go ahead and drop them. You got to, uh, at the very minimum, hold them and pick up off the waiver wire. For sure, like Sanders is back this week. Mixon should be back in the next week. And um, uh, I think Sanders is a pretty uh, consistent back for the, for the Eagles. Uh, makes me sick saying that, but he, he puts up his numbers. And you know what you're going to get from Mixon when he plays. So obviously, if there's a trade package available, um for an upgrade in the back if you can even trade them both but like drew said do that um but right now if if you can't find anything in a trade you got to hold on to them pick up off the waiver wire and uh they're kind of like backs when they play that you know that they're going to be not destroy not like give you the best numbers ever but they'll give you consistent numbers um all right so there's that for that our next our next question, I think this was aimed at me. Uh, there's a, it's a 12-team Superflex League. Um, is it advisable to trade the Patrick Mahomes to improve your roster? I'll just give you a little bit of background, okay? Someone took a shot here. This is, uh, uh, they sent this in because um, this is what I did, okay? I have, in our league, you can have two quarterbacks uh, starting, and right now I have Deshaun Watson, I had Patrick Mahomes, and I had Ryan Tannehill. So basically my, I had a lot of running backs and receivers injured. So I decided I'm going to put Mahomes out there. Uh, I'm just going to drop that bomb, put him on the trade block, and see who's going to offer me the best deal. And there's been some low ball offers, um, some really low ball offers for Mahomes, and I didn't even look at those. But then someone offered me Julio Jones, Austin Eckler and DeAndre Swift from the from the the rookie from the Detroit Lions, and I was like, okay, I already have two quarterbacks. They're going to be my roster. So I have three more guys that can come back and fill up my roster. I was like, yeah, I'm pulling that trigger. Drew, give me the truth. What do you think of that? Uh, I was skeptical at first when I saw that trade when you said Mahomes was available, but seeing what you got. And seeing the quarterbacks you had um, uh, already, I think you came out way ahead in that deal, and I would have pulled the trigger on it any day of the week. All right. There it is. There it is, Paul Ford. We didn't weep. We got to take Paul Ford down, by the way. He's, he's, uh, he's up in the tops there in our league. So um, we'll, we'll see. We'll keep, keep you guys up to date to see how we do in that. Um, I wanted to do our final fantasy football segment called starts of the week. Is there any, um, so we're, we're basically, we're looking at obvious, not looking at the obvious starters. Like obviously you start Aaron Rodgers or, or, uh, the guys that are really good. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're looking at starts of the week that are, are good. Exactly. So Drew, do you want me to start or you start? Well, I got one that's way off the board. Okay. Um, uh, we're going to Chicago against Minnesota. Okay. Uh, David Montgomery is hurt. And I got Corderell Patterson. 
coming in there. Yeah, I like uh, that. He's you can play him at wide receiver or running back, uh, and they oh. use, they use him as a Swiss Army Swiss Army knife up there. Super fast, big body, um, and Minnesota's defense, as we said earlier, has been terrible. So uh, I'm looking I'm looking to get him some. If if he can give me uh, ten to twelve points, I'd be happy with that. Big time. That's a that's a that's a bold pick. I like that. I like that. A true true flex player right there. Um, my start of the week, uh, I'm going a little off the cuff here, but I'm going Jared Goff versus the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, five QBs have scored 28-plus points for Seattle uh, in eight games. Kyler Murray, Josh Allen have scored 40-plus in two of the past three weeks. Uh, this should be Goff's fourth game of 28-plus points this year. So I'm saying Jared Goff. Jared Goff. I'm always hesitant to play Jared Goff. Just oh yeah, me too. They're so up and down, like consistency wise. Um, if you've been burying Jarvis Landry on your bench, uh, this week is a week I'd say with OBJ down. They're playing Houston, uh, who haven't been good defensively. He's the number one receiving option now if he can't get it done this week it might be time to rethink the whole Jarvis Landry thing but uh, yeah. I'm starting him in two different leagues uh, hoping to get some production 15 to 20 points I'm hoping and uh, lastly I'll say um, Mike Davis is starting again for the Panthers if you can scoop him up if he got dropped uh, McCaffrey is reportedly supposed to be back the following week so He'll give you one good solid week. Yep. And he does it all. He does it all. So, you got any else, um, Mr. Sports Reverend to, Drew? I'm just trying to think. Um, I, every week I have one. the question of playing do I play Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones? Yeah. I think Julio's pulling ahead in that, in that discussion. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Matt Ryan seems to just be zeroing in on him. Um, I've just got one more receiver from Chicago that not everyone uh, might be into yet. He's only rostered in 16% of leagues. Uh, Darnell Mooney. Uh, okay. He's yeah, yeah. been uh, – his receptions and targets just keep going up and up and up. He's a big play threat. They like to go in deep, taking deep shots with him. Again – playing Minnesota's defense, attack the Minnesota defense. So Darnell Moody. I love it. I love it. What do you think about um, um, uh, Jamichael Hasty from San Fran? Uh, uh, Raheem Mostert is out again. He had a huge week last week. But he's versing a tough, uh, he's versing a tough Saints defense. Who is that? Sorry. Jamichael Hasty. Jamichael Hasty. I give up on Jamichael Hasty. I tried him for three weeks, and uh, I think last week he got two fantasy points. I'm done with Jamichael Hasty. You can try him if you want to, though. The, the, uh, and the, sorry, the, the big night Sorry that I meant from San Fran last week was Richie James is the wide receiver for, uh, for San Fran. Um, do you yeah. think he's a, a keeper or is he just going to, was that just a one, 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 one off? That's one off. That's, 
you know, they got, I think Debo Samuel, once he's back. And I think is, Brendan Ayuk's uh, back this week. Yeah, both those guys are, yeah, it, it's a splash in the pan. It's not, yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, right. You're probably right. All right. I think that's it for this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sending in your fantasy sports questions. If we didn't get to it on the pod, we'll send you the messages uh, directly and through email. Um, So please continue to send those in every week. It's so fun for us to help you grow your fantasy team and do better. Uh, Drew, why don't you talk to us about our socials? Yeah. Check us out. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want. What, did I say something wrong? No, no, I was just looking at the football game as the, as the type. <laughs> For anyone that's listening in, I gave Drew a very nasty look because I was watching the Titans football game right now and he just missed the field goal. The, just a big field oh, goal. Would have I brought them I in within a touchdown. Goal up here. <laughs> no, no you check care. us out on social media. Like, subscribe, uh, interact with us. Tell us what you want to hear. Ask us questions. We'll try and answer them. Uh, but yeah. And also check out our website. Um, yeah. It's revamped. All the cool stuff is there. You can check out the podcast as well. Obviously, make sure you download it. Hit the like button, subscribe button. We appreciate the share button as well. Um, continue to uh, share us. We really appreciate that. We appreciate you for tuning in as well. We're going to keep our prayers up for the coach. As you notice, uh, is a lot quieter this pod because the coach wasn't here um, shouting at us. Um, coach has some, uh, uh, has some, has some medical issues. We'll just say it's not major, but, uh, he just got to go through something and he'll be back next week. Wishing you the best coach, keeping you in our prayers. We love you guys and peace out. Peace.